Welcome into Potty Podcast Cinema. I am Dan. With me, as always, is Andy, and we got some good stuff. There's a bunch of things that came out recently, so we got some good stuff to talk about. Some returning shows. Andy, how are you? Yeah. Oh, I'm fantastic. Not not only returning shows, but like I don't know. There's been shows that I really didn't even know anything about before, you know, prior to a month ago, mm-hmm. that have come out and been fantastic. So I mean, that's always a fun surprise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had two but, premieres. Uh, we have two premieres on the show today. Both of them I enjoyed, one much more than the other, but I, I enjoyed both of them. No, three, three premieres, and two of them were amazing, and one was just fun. Yeah, yeah, good point. Let's get into that then. All right, so the first one, Blackbird. So we've got, we're three episodes in. Um, I've told everyone who will listen to me to watch this, and they they started and they enjoyed it. It is awesome. So there's only three, I think it's a mini series. There's only six episodes. We're three episodes in. Um... It stars uh, Paul Walter Hauser as a creepy possible serial killer, although I think it's saying, letting you know he is a serial killer. Um, Taron Edgerton with zero body fat on him. Greg Kinnear <laughs> as a local detective. Um, Ray Liotta as uh, a loving dad. I've never heard of this role before. Sepeda Mawafi, who plays the, the, I guess, the Fed, who is really, really good, good at this. Yeah, like everyone's really good. It's really just. That core is the, the that those five are kind of the core of this so far, but man, yeah. this has been so good. Yeah, she was known for the Deuce, which I never saw. Yeah, I never saw um, either. I think I saw like the pilot one day, and then that was like that was all I needed. Oh, <laughs> it just good. wasn't. It just it just wasn't my thing. Yeah. It, it just didn't look phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, but apparently she was pretty darn good in it because yeah, she got this role, so good for her. Um. And probably the Franco of it all made that show cancel. I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, James Franco. <laughs> Maggie Gyllenhaal, yeah. It, yeah. It's a, good cast. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, so far this show has been, been great. It's uh, not at all. I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't. But uh, all three, all four of the leads really uh, are on top of their game. Yeah. I mean, it's it's... Uh, and unfortunately, you know, Ray Liotta passed mm-hmm. uh, while while making this. Um, I'm interested to see if he's in the last couple episodes because they had um, a, they had a, like a memoriam at the end of episode three. Yeah, so I'm wondering if that's where he passed and they had to do the rest without him. Um, but uh, yeah, man, he t- to me he's like having he, he's it's maybe one of his best performances yeah, I've seen of his. Yeah, I mean, I really, I, I truly feel that way. I'm not just like trying to like. Say, oh, well, he passed, so he was, you know, and give him props like uh, what the Academy does. But uh, no, he legitimately was really great. Yeah. Um, so if he if he gets nominated for something, I won't feel like this is him. He's just doing the typical thing. Like, I feel like he actually earned it. So uh, and then uh, and then, yeah, uh, Paul Walter Hauser. He's always phenomenal. Good. Yeah, he is always great. And, and this voice he's doing for this one is crazy oh, and, so and, and yet great. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so creepy. And and. I mean, you don't know yet if he's a serial killer. I mean, uh, it's a will. It did he didn't he? And uh, that's what's so great about it. Is, I mean, it's, uh, it feels like he did just because he knows all these details. Like I, I I'm gonna go. I'm like 99 percent sure that he is the killer just because he knew all these. I, I mean, details. I am because it's the only way the show is interesting. Yeah. But, <laughs> but but I mean, there's they've done everything they need to show you a very plausible you know belief that he hasn't because. As far as like all the details, I mean, they go out of the way to tell you 
the cops drove him around and showed him all the details and yeah. told him all the details yeah. and then he confessed to it and then they they drove him to let him see all the areas yeah. and uh, I mean they did they did they gave him everything and he then took the to... credit for arresting him for the other uh, well murder after Kinnear figured everything out and then the bottle of pills which very clearly he created so he could uh, confess even though that wasn't really her pills yeah yeah I mean that, it was that's a... Well, it was a bottle of birth control, and that's how birth control comes. It comes like in a little case, and it, like yep. it was just a regular far- looked like just a pharmaceutical bottle that he had her name and everything. So that's another thing. Like, how did he? There's some intelligence to that to be able to put that to get the label because the label looked fairly decent, I guess, on there. Which is also interesting because, like they said, it's uh, it's a prescription label, but there was no prescription. Like, there's a national database. There yeah. was no prescription for her. So. It's like he made that up to make it to help solidify his his confession. Yeah, is it kind of what they were getting at? So if so, like unreal. Yeah. <laughs> like this dude's in all different kind of messed up. Uh, well, so, and uh, yeah, they man. also show like the rest of his life is an absolute mess. Like it's there's just yeah. there's car parts everywhere, but the van he uses to kidnap the women mm-hmm. is like pristine clean. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's creepy in its own right. But uh, yeah, man, this is uh, this is going great. And then watching um, this guy that you know, they uh, Taron Edgerton's playing. Just playing on his name, sorry. Uh, but he's uh, basically like the height of, as they say, toxic masculinity. Yeah. I just read an article where they're kind of like that. They thought that was an interesting lens to view this whole series of this guy that's this ultra, you know toxic man he's sleeping with everybody football player yeah doesn't value people's life you know the second he's his life is on the line and he calls her toots and he you know yeah uh, the fbi agent and now it's come to the whole you know lens of seeing what this other guy did and how he valued women and what he did to them and and then his his viewpoints changing and now he's he's starting to lean on her for help and uh, and we'll see what it's like by the end of the series but uh yeah, it's been it's been really great. They say that's really the only part, that's the main part that's not true to the book. Is what is that? Uh, well, the real life case, I guess. So this is based on a true story. It's mm-hmm. it's loosely based, mm-hmm. um, but they said the toxic mas- masculinity part that was that was stuff they added to it. Like he wasn't Mr. Rico Suave, tough guy. Yeah. Uh, when he started, they they made that part to make the show interesting. <laughs> yeah, I kind of get that yeah. because like they're, they're wanting someone that's kind of like his brother. His brother was the guy that got all the testosterone and kind of looked mm-hmm. out for him. And so this works, this, this kind of works in the same way. And I liked how, I mean, th- I loved the, when they're, when he's in the back of the van and they're driving him into the prison and the camera doesn't move off of his face. It's just sitting there on him. And you see him go through the emotions of like big cocky, uh, not big, but cocky dude to you see who you know what's really happening he's like i can't do this like he's scared and then at the end he's like no i can't be i still got to be that tough guy he's like forget it let's do it and you know all the boys the boys in the car like yeah my man like that was the part i think that kind of scared him into doing it is because those guys saw him as a lesser man after thinking he was so cool on the airplane good point yep very true very true um also Where's Greg Kinnear been? He he always does a good job. He just he disappears for large portions of time, like for, like five ten years ago. By you're like, oh yeah, Greg Kinnear, he can still act really really well. Yeah, it's funny to people that I hear about 
you know, taking time off or retiring uh, from acting um, that I don't realize until it's been a few years. Because it can very well take. I mean, he's up been to working steady. He just does weird stuff. Has he been steady? Okay. I, I mean, okay. I'm looking. I mean, I don't see a year gap in 2009. He didn't work. Uh, oh wow! But okay. other than that, I mean, it looks like he's been working the whole time. He just does some like kind of off the wall stuff. I think. Like Cameron Diaz was one that, uh, I mean, I mean, I realize I haven't seen her anything, but I didn't realize she officially retired in 2014. I had no it's idea. Been a, been a long time. Yeah, that's the last thing she's done is 2014, uh, and you know it was a year before that that she fin- wrapped up filming. So she's she's been gone for nine years. <laughs> all we know. Uh, well, yeah, that? I hear about people like that all the time, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, no, yeah, they're gone. <laughs> and it's kind of weird how that can sometimes, you know just happened without you noticing but you're right man he's he's been about a st- oh yeah the stand that was terrible but yeah he you told me it was pretty bad you're he wasn't uh, terrible in it but that was you're horrendous. a big uh you're a big stephen king fan too so i'm a stephen yeah. king fan but i rarely like the stuff that's yeah and it, it never trains almost well. never yeah uh, yeah almost never in fact the only good thing they've ever i've ever seen is the, the one that wasn't actually written by him which was uh castle rock Oh yeah, yeah, Castle Rock. I loved it. Based on his characters, and, and yeah, it's uh, it was not great. Yeah, yeah, and, and of course, Castle Rock's the one that gets canceled of all the things. I'm the I'm, one good show. Yeah, and I'm really scared because the Duffer Brothers' next thing is going to be The Talisman by Stephen King, and I'm like, no, don't do that. Yeah, but I <laughs> feel like it, they could. You do. know, it can't work. Every every it's hubris. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks they could do. If uh, anyone can, I feel like they can. I agree. I agree. Um, oh, what, man. what score are you going to give? 1 to 10, Blackbird. What are you going to give it? Ooh, so far, 8.5? I mean, okay. Somewhere in there? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the 8.4 is what it gave it on IMDb. I would give it a 9.5 so far. Like, I, I haven't seen, like, it, ha- it hasn't really had a down moment. We're halfway through it, and it's been great. And, it's, and it feels like it's only about to get better because those two are just, like, interacting more. They just started becoming friends in the third season. You can kind of see how it's tracking. The first episode, you're introduced yeah. to the characters. The second episode, it's like they're building them separately. And then the third, they come together. The fourth, they're going to become friends. The fifth, I feel like they're going to have. Well, he's that, almost there. And then so, the sixth yeah. is kind of. And then they'll have a falling out at the end. But um, So 8.4 on IMDb, which is really a 9.4. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 98% critic score, 95% audience score. I feel like that's justified. Yeah, and I just want to point out, I think the best part of it so far is that uh, uh, where she comes to him with doubt. He's like, man, I just moved into what could possibly leave me in, in the worst federal penitentiary for the rest of my life, and you're telling me, or 10 years at least, and... Uh, you're telling me there's a chance he didn't do it? I can't think like that. Yeah. He did it. And she's like, you see her get her, her composure back and be like, you're right. He did it. He's scum. Go get him. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like you, he, you're right. I can't leave you in here all doubtful and, and freaking out. And, and yeah. And I think next episode is where we see the doubt in him. Well, where he's I, like, did he do this? Like, I'm assuming he did all these things, but like, what if he didn't? Yeah. Well, what's interesting with her is she's kind of got her own toxic masculinity because, like, to, to, I don't know, I'm guessing to get to that level in a male-dominated world, you have to kind of overcompensate, be tougher. I, I don't know. But she's kind of, 
she, I mean, you know, Taryn Edgerton in this is a, you know, piece of trash drug dealer, kind of, you know, he's a, he's a douche, but she's kind of having to, Greg Kinnear even says when she, when she like calls him out and says, you got to do this. He's like, you're getting desperate for something by putting a civilian and a former con in there to get this done. He's like, you can't do this. Eventually he comes around. He's like, I got, he's going to stop it. But he's kind of the calm head in this. And she's kind of got her own toxic masculinity, even being a woman. Yeah. yeah or toxic yeah, femininity. Right. I don't know what you call it, but it seems like it's, <clears throat> she mirrors a uh, kind of Taryn Edgerton in yeah, her approach say, to I, things in a way. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't think you're, you're wrong there. And, and I think they're just determined. Yeah. They spend a lot of their time. They're convinced they got the right guy. Yeah, and they really believe they're going to get away. Yeah, you may be right. Um, and and this this most recent last you know scene with her is the first time where I think she's like, oh my god, like maybe we were wrong and not the maybe it was us that was wrong. Yeah, well, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like when you see her and she her her like core beliefs are kind of rocked. It's very similar yeah. to me. And when you see Taryn Edgerton going into the the sane asylum is you see yeah. them kind of break you never see them break that confidence until right then and when they do they kind of crumble and then and then in a split second they're back into that that role again you know he's thrown off for yep. the boys she's got to be that tough cop again and uh and especially in front of him and so i don't know i felt like there were some some parallels between the two but uh, this is a sure. fantastic show can't wait for the next episode let's move on to another amazing show westworld so we just got episode four um, of season three. My God, I am. I need a flowchart of okay. This person used to be this person. Now they're this person, and they're becoming that person. Like I can't. It, I keep getting confused on who's who inside what bodies, um, which might just be a my problem thing. But this season, I felt like started off okay, but a little kind of weak. And then in the last two episodes, it's really been strong. And then this last. This last episode, Generation Lost, has been easily Amazing. the best episode of the of the season so far. The best twist I've ever seen in the show, in, yeah. uh, in my opinion. And and yeah, I'm the only person who is different at all this year from any other season is, is uh, uh, Tessa Thompson's character, which is we saw at the end of last season is is basically a version of Dolores. Yeah. Um, and she's become her own person. But then who is and Dolores? Who is Evan Rachel Wood in this? Dolores. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's she's so Dolores got split into two because that's there right. was a because, yeah last season it happened halfway through last season because she left she left one version and Tessa Thompson's body and her with her family and that one was more gung ho and she didn't have anyone who loved her or family like the other Dolores did fighting for her and mm. she had to actually kill her own family. Tessa Thompson's character. She just murdered him in cold blood. Like, she was so dedicated to the cause where this Dolores is basically, she's redeeming herself back into being, like, understanding people and all that kind of stuff. So uh, so it's two versions of Dolores finding herself. The one that's hell-bent on world domination, which we just found out, spoilers, one. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> and, was crazy. What uh, a crazy and, reveal, too. Like, he's going through all these steps. They think they've stopped him. And she's like, no, no. Yeah. You, this is already done. You died 23 years ago. And yeah. to find out that, that that girl with Bernard, had, Bernard's been in a totally separate timeline uh, than, yeah. than the rest of the show, and we didn't realize it. Yeah, that's uh, insane. And, and we should have. They telegraphed it. He was clearly in that hotel for a long time, 
And, and yeah, like, but we to... thought ten years had gone by because that's how I thought like seven or ten years. That's how long had gone by mm-hmm. between season that's correct. three and season four. So we knew time had gone by. So we assumed that was that long. Also, um, correct. Uh, smallest Timsworth looks the exact same. So you don't think it's twenty three years? Exactly. Yeah, he's like, and I think he said it's been years. He doesn't say it's been twenty three years. Yeah, he just says it's been years and. Yeah, you don't you don't catch that, and and well, I mean, there's no reason to. Yeah, uh, just a, just an amazing misdirect. So yeah, it uh, you find out that the uh, the girl that Bernard's teamed with is actually uh, Aaron Paul's daughter. Uh, yeah, that that's was a crazy. great twist. So yeah, she's grown up now. So she, and she's that's who she was looking for. She's like, I heard my you know if the rumor's true, my dad's body is there. Mm-hmm. And you do know that his dad's dead, but his dad or dad would have decomposed, or, or you know what I mean, or, or I guess been a skeleton, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but you figure out that no, the the, the bad Dolores took her. Um, well, well the whole time he's him, like, I mean, "We're looking for a weapon. We're looking for a weapon." And it turns a out weapon, Maeve yeah. is that weapon. Maeve is the weapon. Oh, and I thought Maeve was done forever. Yeah. Two scenes before, uh, <laughs> and I was like, "No." <laughs> yeah, Sandy dude is so fantastic in it. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, what a, what a great what a great way to uh, to mess with uh, uh, with the audience, really. Yeah, uh, and, and 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 give us this huge mystery. Oh man, it was a total blast. And uh, and yeah, now we'll get to see, um, you know, what they're what's going to happen. And by the way, I just want to point out, loved the scene where uh, Del- good Dolores. Uh, we have to remember what uh, Tessa Thompson's character's name is. Charlotte Hale. Keep... She's Charlotte. She's Hale. 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 That's and, right. Yeah, Hale. She's Hale, yeah. and Good Dolores is Christina. Yeah. So, so uh, Good Dolores, aka Christina, uh, she's in the real world, and you see that she's painted something as her roommate comes in and has this horror story. She tells her about the flies, which you figure out now mm-hmm. actually really happened. Yeah. Uh, they, they were all taken over, um, and uh, and and you see the painting, and it's this. Uh, the sound device that's been telegraphed as well to yeah. us about this thing that's controlling all the people, and uh, and it's interesting because that's never been shown yet. So somehow, good Dolores, <laughs> uh, she's having these dreams and nightmares about Hale, this other version of herself, and what she's going to do. And somehow she knew that would be coming. Yeah. Uh, and and so yeah, I thought that was that was what. Well- and that big building at the end that they show that's kind of, that juts out from the main, like, they're in Seattle, right, I believe? What city are they in? Ooh, no. Uh, I thought they go to New York at the end of... Maybe it's New York. But one. Yeah, because I thought that was like where Statue of Liberty would have been, and it was like this huge, monstrous uh, beacon, <laughs> whatever we're going to call yeah, it. Yeah, well, is that another, is that a giant sound device as well? That's yes, another thing I was thinking. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no maybes, yeah. So yeah. so you saw a smaller version of it right outside her building after she froze everybody yeah. in place. You see that same device. That, that's the drawing that you saw Dolores make. Yeah. Uh, that's that drawing that was over the city in, in her drawing, mm-hmm. her painting. I mean. And then they pan out, yeah, and you see that there's a much, much, much larger mothership version of that that sound device there and they're like oh oh my god she's controlling the world that's what the generation loss is she says it took an entire generation to train these humans to be my pets yeah Uh, because they had to they they at first would reject would reject it you know based on certain things just like he was at first and and then uh, we uh, then we realized that if you get putting them in as, as babies as kids they're so trained to 
accept orders and do what their parents say that it was easy to to take over their minds with the, with our flies we'll just call it that yeah. with the virus and uh and now yeah all of them are the entire world is her puppets yeah. and oh my god it's amazing instead of just you west just, world it's the whole world the whole world and you see the um oh gosh that what's the character's name from into the badlands uh, I mean, daniel the Wu. Daniel Wu. uh we see him in the scenes from the next door he seems to still be on his own so some of those well all of them uh uh yeah you're right so okay so Bar- bernard's crew that he's with that those rebels those are the people that are not yet you know owned yeah <laughs> or, or flies the, 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 the rebels yeah fighting against the empire yeah the rebels so yeah. yeah we'll have to see that weapon and how they send mave after after hail god this is i mean this could end up being one of the best seasons it is and it's just such a uh such a big creative leap to go well you know what what if what if we don't even show the rise of the of hail oh, i know let's just say she won and we'll skip 23 years into the future and, oh my god, I just think that's brilliant. We'll skip 23 years into the future, and she's taken over the whole world. Like, nobody would have creatively thought that. That's just, that's just great writing. Yeah. No, it's, it's been, so far, what's your, what would you say is the best season? I would say two is the weakest. Three was yes. good. I still think one is probably the best, just for the originality. But four, I think, has the potential to be, if not this, equal to one, but the, the best. I, I loved one. Uh, I thought three had some of the best individual episodes I've ever seen. Fair. Uh, I, as a whole, though, I actually I'm trying to remember what all happened in season two. <laughs> uh, that was, I guess, all about the uh, the, the escape of Westworld. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, it had its moments. I mean, yeah, it had it. Yeah, being the weakest season of Westworld is still being the better of most better other most show shows. seasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, I'd say one and three, but yeah, I've, as of right now, so far, yeah, I'd say season four is my favorite. It's, I mean, it's definitely, um, and we're only four episodes in, but it definitely has the potential. For sure. Um, moving on to more sci-fi, uh, I'll just stop on this for a little bit, but Solar Opposites, the season, is this three? Season three came out, and I had to go back and watch the last episode, had to, got to uh, go back and watch the last <laughs> two episodes of solar opposite season two just because the the wall the the wall episodes kind of started taking place and i think the second episode of this season um but i forgot kind of what was going on and everything but it's this it's funny this one has been a little bit more i've only three episodes in but it's been it's been breaking the fourth wall a lot more than uh than the other season i think you're right yeah how far right. are you into it uh, oh, I'm only two episodes in. Okay. So I can't say I've the, the third one, the third one is very. I don't want to tell you anything, but it's very much breaks the fourth wall, and so. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, it's still the trains. Really funny. That's the one I saw. The trains. The trains one was good. Yeah, I mean, they've all been good. They haven't been getting great reviews, like seven point six and seven point five and seven point two for the first three. It jumps up after that. I'd say that. the same. I'd say the same. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 enjoying it, but it's not as amazing as I remembered it. The other uh, ones are a lot higher rated after But it's those. good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. They've got to go ahead. figure out how to start the season and where the characters are going. So I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. No, I'm in, I, I, I still enjoy this show. I, I would agree the first three episodes are not as good as... I think season two was some of the best stuff I've seen. Uh, I think it was better than Rick and Morty. But, uh, 
No, I'm going to finish it all. I it, agree. Yeah, I just haven't binged through it like I have the ones in the past. Uh, that's all. That's all I just wanted to touch on that, and I'm sure we'll we'll make it through there in the next couple of, couple of days. Um, so the next show is another premiere, and this is Terminal List. All, was it, eight episodes came out at the same time. You finished it before I did. Sure did. Um, the first two episodes were kind of, I had to I had to get through it. The end of the second episode, I'm like, okay, this could be pretty good. But then by the third episode on, it was, I enjoyed it. Um, it, it. It definitely has its issues. It gets a little <laughs> ridiculous. It's, it's um, John Wick revenge porn. Yeah. And it was, it was a blast, though. But, uh, but for what it was, it was, it was, it was fun for what it was, John in my Wick, opinion. Though. Yeah, it's John Wick. I mean, Wick-ish. it was just, it, no, 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 I mean, like, John Wick is a seal, but it, it was, it was, somebody did me wrong, and I'm yeah. going to go down their organization or up the ladder, uh, marking off every single name on this list, no matter how big and crazy it gets, uh, until I'm done. And uh, and every episode will be me murdering a new person in a new way. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's I'm the not, best thing for it. It was it fun. Sounds like I'm knocking it. Yeah, <laughs> even when I say it, but I'm not. No, it was yeah. fun. I enjoyed Jake Jay Courtney in it. You were right. You're like I think I found. I think he's found his his thing. He has. He's he's figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. He was enjoyable in this. I liked him. I, yeah. I wish there was more of him in it. Um, I I think putting on the extra mask. I know that's weird, but I I think that worked for him. Yeah, I because agree. That, because yeah, he seems more before he when he was like trimmed down more. He seemed like a mid middle sized guy trying to be a tough guy, mm-hmm. and now he bulked up more. And you're like, oh, that's just that yeah, he's <laughs> a lot more imposing. Yeah, <laughs> I guess he's gonna murder you if you if you talk bad about uh, one of his former movies. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> about Reacher, don't bring up Reacher. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, he's, he's he's great in it, and like I said, that Australian one, whatever, like the kidnap one, whatever that's called, he was fantastic in that too. Uh, and uh, yeah, anyway, uh, great. I, I liked it. I really like Taylor Kitsch now. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I believe he's one. <laughs> I know he wasn't a seal. He's actually CIA, but yeah. I think they, they. Well, he was he was a seal. He was a seal, and then but he, and then he, he ends up becoming ground branch, which is like CIA's seals. Like that's their special yeah. forces as a ground branch. But uh, yeah. So this was written by Jack Carr, who was a former uh, Navy SEAL commander for a long time, was in it, and then wrote this. I think he's, there's four books in the James Reese series. Um, I, I started oh, listening really? to the audiobook for the second book after I finished this, just because I enjoyed it. Um, it. I haven't made it very far, because the reader is not very... He's very monotone, and when he th- says things, there's a huge explosion, oh, and you he says it the same way as if... He was in the bathroom. Like, it doesn't... So, it's... I'll see if I can make it through there. I might have to get the actual physical book. I got some bad news for you. Yeah. Audible has now started uh, toying with, and it happened in the first... Luckily, it was, a like, a, a book for work that I had to read. Yeah. Um, but they are now using computer readers. Ooh. And it is as horrible as it sounds. And this one... They, like, they give this one a British male accent so that it sounds like, oh... I'm not going to believe it's a it's a reader. It's going to sound like a real person. It is horrendous, and uh, I mean it's un it's it's unlistenable if that's a word. Yeah, because uh, my God, trying to save a penny by not having good re- and that's the thing is a good reader can make or break an audiobook. Like hundred percent. I, I feel like these books, these Jack Carr books, could be good, but this reader is terrible. But like for uh, the Gray Man series, I think it's James Marsden Marsders. Um, 
he's great. Like the guy that does the. Uh, he's a fantastic reader. Yeah, he's a great reader. He does great accents. He does good male or female voices. The guy that does the, uh, oh, what are those? The Dresden Files. The reader for that does a really good job. That's also James Marshers. Is it really? Okay. <laughs> That's why. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's really good. That makes sense. Yeah, he is really good. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to try and get that. I might just get the physical book, but I'm interested. I'm intrigued. This has got me, this feels kind of like a gray man kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll watch. Jay Snyder. Jay Snyder is gray, is gray man. Books. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think James Marshers did both. Mar- Marshers does uh, the Dresden, though. Yeah, he does dress. I knew I knew Marsers did one of them, but uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. I, I know Terminal List kind of got like the the ratings were kind of everywhere. I think because one of the it got that, a downvote party. Yeah, so critics gave it a forty percent. Audience gave it a ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. IMDb gave it an eight point one, which is a nine point one. I think one of the reasons because I when I noticed whenever you watch a show. Usually, when they have news, they just make up their own, or a lot of times they use like CNN or MSNBC. They use Fox News on this one, and so I think that mm-hmm. might be why. Also, this is kind of a well, his father's Arnold, who's no, his, his father-in-law, father-in-law yeah, is, is Arnold. Yeah, well, and and Chris Pratt is a pro-gun, very conservative, yeah. religious guy. So maybe that had something to do with it. But it's so it's so dumb to rate things based off. Like rate rated on the content of the show or the movie. Don't, yeah, like, Tom Cruise is a freaking Scientologist. Yeah, and, yeah. And, we're okay with that. and Top Gun was mm-hmm. one of the highest rates. Yeah, so I, I don't understand. That's just a little bit too much for me. But yeah, I would say I don't want to give it a ninety-five percent. I would say this is a solid. The first two episodes bring the average down, but they had to set up the foundation. But I would say this is a solid eight, eight to eight point five. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's I think it's right around there as well. Yeah, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to think here, but yeah, I mean, eight point one. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it around that because again, like we always try to talk about, we're, we're rating it based on what it's trying to be. Yeah, and it's and I'm not putting this up against Serpico or you know what I mean, <laughs> and for what this is trying to be, which is a shoot 'em up action flick. It uh, did its job. It did its job in a great way and, and made each episode entertaining. Like there were good cliffhangers. Yep. It got me impressed. So yeah, the action was, was great. Happy. I even texted you after because I was like, "Dude, when does this?" Because I saw the first episode, and I was like halfway through the second. I was like, "Dude, when does this get, get good?" And you're like, "Eh, about episode two or three. And then I think at the end of episode, I think it was three. Um, he like, oh man, he cuts open this dude's stomach, pulls out the intestines, and like nails it to a to a post, and goes walk. And yeah, that was. I was wild. like, okay, that whole the whole that whole action sequence was awesome. I was like, okay, that's what. And after that, I was like, I'm in. And I kind of I, and, I went through pretty quick after that. And you finished the series, right? So you, I you've did. Seen yes. The, the I okay. So you can tell now going back and watching that episode, um, why Taylor Kitsch's character did it because they make a big deal at the beginning of that uh, of that raid on the cartel's compound, Sicario compound. Of uh, this is a bad idea. Yeah. Like you're going against what we're all telling you. This is stupid. We this is going to get people killed. Like we have a good way to do this. And then he's like, I want to see his face. I want to see him in the eyes. I want to, you know, we're going to go in and raid it, you know, on foot. And they're just like, and Taylor Kitsch, you want to go, there's no way he'd go for that. Right? Like, he's too smart. He's the CIA yeah. operative. He knows this is a bad idea. Like, he, and then you realize why now later on. Like, okay, this was his penance to him. You know, yeah. he's going to go do this. So uh, that was that was entertaining. So, yeah, the story works on a lot of levels, too. Um, I remember thinking episode three 
or four. I was like, oh, don't tell me, tell, tell me Kitch screwed him over. <laughs> like, that was telegraphed to me, unfortunately. Oh, I didn't part, get it till the though. end. I didn't realize yeah, I, the end. You know what it was? I was just like, this is, it's because it was one of those kinds of shows. I, did, I didn't see it. There were no evidence of it to me. And I'm like, got all the way in. And I'm like, oh, yay, he didn't. Oh, he did. <laughs> uh, when they show his boat, I'm like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is no bueno. Uh, but do you think there's a season two? Because I think this is a miniseries and done. No, well, and people have been asking books. about what season two might be. Well, there's four books, so <sighs> doesn't mean Pratt wants to spend four years doing it. I don't know. This seems like the although kind of he's stuff the Pratt producer loves. on it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, let us move on to the bear. So this is a uh, thirty minutes long, eight episodes, correct, and. It's on Hulu or FX. I don't know if it's Oh, actually. is it 30? Yeah, it's 30 minutes. Each episode is oh, 30 minutes. Okay. But it, you get a lot of content within the 30 minutes. Oh, um, yeah, you do. I mean, it, you're right. I mean, it was a fast-moving show. Yeah, especially the first episode. Like, the first episode, I almost had to, mm-hmm. I almost thought about going back and watching it again. But then I watched the second one. I was like, okay, I'm starting to kind of figure things out. But you're introduced to so many things in the first episode. It's It kind of makes your head spin. Well, you're right. It, you know, and it... As I think about it, I mean, it makes sense because it moves with high nonstop velocity, just like an actual kitchen, yeah. you know, so it's or a restaurant commercial kitchen, I should say. So, yeah, and it, and it sets up a ton yeah. in, in just a couple minutes. I mean, it's really pretty impressive how much it does set up that quickly. The dynamic, you know, the, the main character, his past brother, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the sister that's a widow, the fact that he didn't make the uh, funeral for some reason. Uh, the uh, uh, the cousin. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty co- pretty uh, interesting and hilarious and and uh, played bitter by about not having even Moss Bachrock is the cousin Richie. Um, yeah, m- might be no- you might know him from uh, the Punisher. He played Micro. Yep, yep, I remember that with fondness. And uh, yeah. you know who I always mistake him for? I always think he's one of the Swedes from the Umbrella Academy. Uh, oh, okay. Chris, Chris Holden, I think, plays okay. that one. I mean, yeah, but uh, he picked him with bright blonde hair, and he kind of does look like he could be one of the Swedes. But, yeah, he's always good in the things I, I've seen him in. So shouldn't be surprised if he's good as he is in this. But, uh, yeah, he looks like he's going to be the character you love to hate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, because, I mean, he's he's bitter, but he is try- he does clearly want what's best for the restaurant. And you can see by the way he eats this like uh, brisket sandwich or Italian beef sandwich that his uh, cousin makes, and when nobody could see him, he's like, "Oh God, (laughs) no, this this really is better." Yeah. (laughs) And and you can tell that the that the uh, what's the main character's name? Because I I don't want to keep calling him Lip. Uh, Um, It's Carmen or Carmi. Carmi, Carmi, yeah. So, um, you know, he's he graduated from CIA as well, I believe. Yeah, uh, Culinary Institute of America. Yeah, not, my uncle went there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my chef uncle went there. And, uh, but uh, yeah, you can tell, you know, he was the big shot. The, the girl mentions, you know, you were the uh, top chef at the top restaurant in the entire United States. And no, entire world. entire world. Entire yeah. world. Yeah. yeah, it's just, why are you here? <laughs> and uh, you can tell that, like, there's some degree of, like, yeah, why are you here from everybody there? And he's going to have to win over the entire staff. Mm-hmm. Kind of one at a time, and and one of the cooks he does win over the one that wants the new mixer, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, no, like it's not the mixer, it's you know a dry dry oven. Put the water in there, let it boil up the oven. And it's such a little thing, yeah. in a story, but 
it's something that earns respect from the character and, and to the point where he goes, thanks, chef. And like for the first time, somebody else calls him chef, yeah. which he tells you at the beginning is a sign of respect. So and he calls everybody uh, else chef, too. Yeah, yeah, no matter what. So I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It, uh, it does feel real compared to kitchens that I've worked in yeah. uh, growing up. And, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see where they go with this. Because, I mean, you've seen things like waiting, laughing about the life of a wait staff. But yeah. Kitchen staff really is different. And if it's in a high-end kitchen, of course, yeah, uh, it's very high stress. It's dangerous. It's cleanliness issues. It's all this. And the fact that they're shoved in this tiny set, <laughs> which is the tiny kitchen of this restaurant, is, is going to make for some interesting – scenes so, so i'm really looking forward to to what they do with the show and I, i'm only an episode in but i love that episode yeah so that that absolutely got me hooked to watch more so i will be i can already tell you i'm going to finish this show it's it's <laughs> easily it's very easy to binge there are episodes that are very uh anxiety inducing uh purposefully because like you said because of the kitchen the way things are they've got great uh great special guests that pop in um okay it's yeah it, it's it, every episode is a little bit different like you think you think like all right it's gonna keep focusing on this but it bounces around enough yet it tells the backstory in a good way i mean in eight episodes if you think so basically four hours so they got four hours and they they explain everything they explain kind of uh, you kind of get a little bit of everybody's backstory you you get the whole thing um it's in chicago which uh, grand i lived in chicago but it's one of the I, it's such an amazing city and a great place to film what's yeah. funny though is the place where this is at and there's a real this place actually exists um the the beef of uh, chicagoland it's actually a place that exists <laughs> and it's in river north which is like one of the most it's one of the wealthiest areas in chicago oh really yeah oh well, okay then yeah it's yeah. wealthy it didn't look like it was supposed to be by the way they were showing it so yeah it's right next door to the green door or uh the green door bar which if if i remember right is where it was like an al capone hangout like it's a famous al capone hangout. it's been around forever and okay so, okay yeah it's um no this is where, where they're located is a very pretty well-to-do area um they're on kind of a weirder street but like right around the corner is a bunch of like very very richy nice things it's a it, to live there is incredibly expensive yeah and, and i was gonna say it it's, it's kind of gearing towards that because i think the very beginning of scene one it shows that he's sleeping there at the at the place right now you would think if he was the head chef at the top place in the world he probably made some dough see that's one thing that we talked about like we like how, where's all your money like if you were the top chef yeah. at the top restaurant in the entire world how are you so broke yet he is so even if you came here to like run this for your brother out of guilt or whatever like you should have some money saved up yeah i mean maybe he spent it all on a plane ticket <laughs> yeah, yeah. is that what they're gonna say <laughs> yeah it doesn't really make sense but the, the cast is fantastic i'm so, sure they'll get there though yeah so jeremy allen white of course is fantastic again i, I know you've been a big fan of him since shameless and obviously he was a good actor he really yeah he i mean he really solidified that in this um even moss bachrock is I, he might be one of the biggest standouts, and that's saying something because there's a lot there's of good lot people of in this. Yeah. But man, yeah. he is so believable. His accent is very Chicago, and he just yeah. feels, yeah. He feels so that. like that that guy, not that actor or that character, but that that person exists in Chicago somewhere. 
Uh, uh, I, I just love him pulling the gun on the oh, yeah. <laughs> on the on the nerd. Yeah, <laughs> pop, pops one over the air. Which is insane. You and on Chuck. Yeah. Ayo Itabiri is another one. She plays Sid, um, yeah. the sous chef, and she. Yep. You'll get further in the story. She's fantastic. Like a lot of people, you're like, ah, I don't really care for this person as much. You get further in, and they're really good. But yeah, keep okay. going. It, this is this is already one of my favorite shows of the year. Easily. Well, I definitely had nothing against her. I. I, I I could tell she's going to have a big part in the story because she's equally as confusing as to, like, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> as he said, I mean, you were not there because it was your uncle's favorite restaurant. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Which was the excuse she gave him, and he was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, good, you know? But, but it was more like, oh, well, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what you're going to say, I'll take it because <clears throat> she graduated from CIA as well, and yeah. Yeah, well, that's a, he, and that's he, a good he part. He wants to transform it. Yeah, and that's a good part about the show is that Everyone kind of has their, like, who they really are and the kind of the facade that they put on, including Carmen himself. But and it's not, he doesn't confront, he doesn't come right out and say, so, like, you, you, you kind of let, because by calling everyone chef, by kind of, like, letting people yep. evolve, like, he kind of uh, lets them, which is interesting. I, I don't want to give too much away because no, just I, no, I get it. all the characters He's going to be a evolve. good manager. Yeah. I can tell. All, like, all the even though he's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he seems like he's trying to be the Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll uh, I'll let you make your own mistakes, and then we'll, yeah, you'll learn from that. Yeah, said. yeah. I don't want to say too much because you got a ways to go. But um, yes, so yes, far yes. it has a ninety-two percent audience score and a hundred percent critic score, and I am fine with both of those. Uh, nine, okay, dude, it has a nine point four. I'm sorry, oh, just this episode. The last two episodes have a nine point four and nine point seven. The show overall has an eight point wow. five on IMDb, which is a nine point five. Again, very, very reasonable. Okay. Now does uh without telling you, <laughs> does it does it go further into how the brother died by episode three? Yes. Uh, okay, I don't know by yeah. episode three, but it gets it, Oh, I mean, you've all, seen it all? Is it all out? Yeah, all eight episodes are out. Oh, I thought just three were out. No, you finished the whole series. I finished the whole series. dude, we finished the whole series like oh, in wow. like three, four days. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. So, yeah, I'll be watching it. So, and it got, I was, yeah. It got, like, it, it. it's already got renewed for a season two, and it's been out yeah, maybe a week or two. That's unreal. So, uh, the second I saw the knife, you know, he's looking for a sharp knife the whole pilot episode, and, and he finally finds it on the ground there, and they show some, like. Not just a sharp knife. Of, that's his knife. Like, that's his special right. knife. Like, that's his tool. Yeah. yeah. His knife. And you can tell that he's. He has some form of flashback relating to his brother's death about the knife, and you're like, "Oh!" And, uh, all is like, explained. So, yeah, all yeah, is yeah, explained yeah. So by the end I was of season excited one. About that, I was like, "We got a murder mystery." <laughs> yeah, he, he killed his brother on accident or something. <laughs> I don't want to tell you anything, but all don't is tell me all is revealed by the end of season one, yeah. and it sets itself up in a great situation for season two. So that's all I'll say. Okay. Um, let us move on. So the part two for South Park streaming wars came out. Have you seen that yet? I have. <laughs> it's. I was singing that Randy song for like two days straight. Who are you Red I was doing the same thing. It was uh, the first. I was saying it to my own man. <laughs> and Jay, oh yeah, that's. I get that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, the part one was great. Part two, I think, might have been better. Uh, but as a whole, it was fantastic. And it's South Park, like. 
sometimes it recently it's been kind of hit or miss and i love how they kind of basically just straight up apologize for randy's character being so much about weed the last couple of years <laughs> <I> <laughs> they're know. just like like just sorry about the weed guys yeah oh it's amazing yeah this show is amazing i, I absolutely love it randy's my all-time favorite character too i mean everybody's i'm sure so. yeah uh, he's he's turned into a bit of the homer of the show you know what i mean like yeah. like like you, you want to see the kids and all that yeah 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 but and Cartman and yada yada, but uh, but Randy, <laughs> when it's a Randy heavy episode, like yeah. Well, you grow with the characters, and when you're young, like it's it's he more about grow. the potty humor and the kids and stuff. But when you get older, it's like you kind of kind of like with the Simpsons, like Bart was the standout character, and then they realized Homer was the standout character later on, and you're like, okay, you yeah. kind of grow with it. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's funny. It's it's never that the childlike humor was was what it was to me. It was that they did a good job of showing you how ridiculous certain things in the world were through a child's eyes because you're like yeah no that really is stupid like, yeah <laughs> like like the way the airlines are screwing you or the <laughs> or whatever it was about that episode you know and uh even man bear pig <laughs> yeah uh which is pretty funny because you know they originally were kind of citing on man bear pig well yeah they originally <laughs> were making fun of al gore with yeah. man bear pig and they're like oh no it turns out he's right <laughs> Because it's, it's all, Van Bear Pig is just climate change, but. Um, so, I, I got a late start on what we do in the shadows. I, I loved the movie. I'd seen it, like, <laughs> I, when the show first came out, I watched it, but the first couple of, the first couple of episodes. Yeah, it takes a while to get, in fact, from, I'll tell you, I, I got into it, or I started it, fell out, tried it again, fell out again. It was my third watch. Yeah. Before I got into the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it took a bit. We are on, and for me, yeah. episode seven. <laughs> yeah, the trial. Yeah, the tr that's when I was like, oh my god, okay. That's the top rated it. episode. Yeah, that one was fantastic. And then we started. I think we're so. I think we're on season two, episode three. And yeah, you can tell from season one to season two, like it takes a big jump, like production wise, and they kind of found their footing with the humor and. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, we're still making our way. Um, season four has already started. Episode three of season four just came out yesterday. In fact, I think you're watching that uh, more real time, right? I started. I just watched pilot. I'm sorry, the premiere of, of season four. Okay. All right. I mean, it's what we do in the shadows. If you like it, and it was glorious. Yeah. If you like season it, three's finale was just chef's kiss. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Have to make it to that. Okay. Yeah, everyone talked to me about the trial and the Mark Hamill episode, so I'm making my way to that. <laughs> the trial was amazing. Uh, that was a snipe from jail. Next, we have uh, the second season of. I don't know if you ever finished the first season, but Only Murders in the Building. Never. I've, I'm still in like the second episode. I'm not going to lie to you. I, uh, Man, I feel bad. You're hurt yourself. I want to watch it, but yeah, I will. I'll, at some point, I'm going to watch it too. Just so you know, on IMDb. It has, let's see, it's a 8.1, which is a 9.1 in real-world people time. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 92% audience score and 100% critic score. So you're only hurting yourself with this. I, I believe that. It does, take, <laughs> so, it does take a few episodes, but then by, like, the third one, you're like, it, it's, it's once they perform, like, their gang, it's really good. And season two has been, has yeah, been really say, enjoyable. I might have seen three. I might have seen three. Okay. But, uh, yeah, but it's, uh, no, I... I actually kind of like it so far. I just, it, I started it in a time where 
13 other amazing shows all happened at once that I was anticipating. Yeah. So it was just really hard to get back into, and I was like, I can watch this or Stranger Things, <laughs> or I can watch this or Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Or you know what I mean? And yeah, but this like is a good. After another kept but the thing up. is, like with Umbrella Academy or Stranger Things, like I need like the, there's so many good dramas out. There's not a ton of really good comedies, and you there's need not. those to kind of cleanse your palate from something. Some of these dramas are just so heavy. Like it's I need dark. a palate cleanser, yeah. and this is such a good light-hearted, fun show that that does that. You just kind of cleanse the palate. Uh, I'm in. And by the way, uh, speaking of palate cleansers, they've announced they're, uh, they're about to wrap on the last episode of Ted Lasso. Uh, so that's, that's almost over forever. Oh, but uh, they're also about to premi- uh, begin premiering within just a couple months of that uh, the new series by Brett Goldstein and, and uh, Coach Beard uh, with Jason Siegel where they'll be... Uh, uh, terrible psychiatrist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're going to be, uh, or, or Jason, Jason Seagal is going to play a psychiatrist that's uh, had enough of lying to people, and he's just going to tell them the truth about themselves. <laughs> All the crazy patients. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, alright, well, it's Brad Goldstein and Coach Beard, so I'm sure yeah. it's going to be great. Alright, fair enough. Um, and last on the list is Better Call Saul. This is the last season. Oh, um so you know, I just want to let you know with the last, so on IMDb, the ratings for the last three episodes: a nine point nine, a nine point eight, and a nine point five. And it's all very reasonable. Yeah, and you watched episode nine, right? Yeah, I'm all cut up. Yeah, it's, okay. yeah, because it's after basically it's after what happened with Laws Lalo and um, uh, Hamlin, and. Yep. It's and now we kind of see because like it's they yeah. have to start wrapping up all the characters that aren't in Breaking or in Breaking Bad, and so we're gonna see Hamlin's gone, Lalo's correct. gone, and now we've seen that um, what's her name, Kim Wexler is gone. Kim Wexler, yeah. But do you remember my theory? So we're about to find out if my theory is correct. What was your theory? My theory uh, at the beginning of the season was because remember they're showing the flashbacks or flash forwards of uh, Saul post Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. I think I kept saying I think Kim Wexler leaves the city, and they're gonna find each other after the uh, after Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Oh, I like. I that. I think he's gonna end up meeting back up with her, and that's kind of their happy ending. Yeah, but is it a happy ending? Like after watching this last episode, she says, "Together we're okay, or separate we're okay, but together we are, we are." So toxic to people to around us. But you know what? I mean. You know, they don't have to. Part of that, all of it, almost was lawyering. <laughs> so maybe, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, they definitely found out what it's like alone because they're miserable, and he's miserable. Uh, we don't know about her. She might end up thriving without him. But yeah. uh, she may excel without him. But I have a feeling she'll also be miserable, and I'm happy without him. And I think that, yeah, I don't know how they'll do it, but it may be flat out that she just shows up as a customer at Cinnabon. And uh, and that's the end. Like they just kind of see each other, they smile, and that's the end. Yeah. I don't know because uh, they don't need to go back like you said. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that would be relationship a fine, afterwards. That'd be yeah. a fine conclusion to that. Yeah, because um, so, they they have been through some stuff. <laughs> but but yeah. they but they I I don't feel like they necessarily deserve terrible endings. Like maybe some punishment for what they did, which they kind of are going through, yeah. and that. She loses her law practice, her law degree, yeah, because uh, she, uh, she, you know, she resigns, turned in her notice to the bar, yeah. yeah. 
And then, uh, you know, he we all know he's going to end up miserable after all this. We've seen the pictures of him at the Cinnabon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think that uh, maybe they've kind of done their penance by this. Because I, we've talked about this before on other shows, but it's almost like the, um, the every writer thinks that their character deserves a terrible ending. Yeah. And it's like, eh, that's almost unoriginal now. Yeah. <laughs> the, un- the original thing would be a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, that would be true. the thing that never happens anywhere else. I mean, everyone's obsessed with killing their characters as the only way of, you know, what their what their character justifies. And I, I think it's better to show, yeah, that they lived, learned, and they're not going to screw up anymore. They're just going to live a normal, simple life. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. at, at the end of this episode, we also saw that we, we've seen that he's made the transition from, uh, you know, and fully from yeah. Jimmy to Saul. Um, that, yeah, yeah. That he's right. living in the the gaudy, ridiculously decorated house. He's just <laughs> yeah, the he's shower. terrible prostitutes that are going over to keep him company. Oh, God. Yeah. With, with Nutri-Grain bars directly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he just goes to the office and is just just doing his thing. But we know at, at some point, and it's got to be soon, we're going into, we've got four episodes left. Um, uh, what's his name? Jesse has to show up at some point. Well, yeah, potentially. And uh, don't uh, don't look at the episodes on IMDb or don't spoil some stuff for okay. you. Okay. But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll see where all that happens, and and uh, yeah, I cannot wait for three up three ups left. Four episodes. Really? Mm-hmm. Four more? Oh, yep. Okay, even better. Uh, yeah, I'll take all I can get, and then uh, they're gonna they have an idea for a show that's not set in the world. So uh, I think we all need that. Yeah, I kind of ready to leave this. But I do, I do have to say that I, what I really love about this show that's different than anything else to me. I put my finger on it the other day, finally, and I think every, I'm way behind everyone else. But it's just the pacing, the pacing yeah. of the show is what's so enjoyable. But it's, it's so also... slow and methodical, yeah. and like Mike, I mean, every episode opens on someone doing something totally mundane. Like in the last one, you know, like, or th- actually, I guess it was in- ended in on this one, but Mike was like uh, opening up the safe, like down in his closet behind the deal, pulls it out, sees the, you know, the uh, passport or ID, or whatever, of Nacho's dad, then closes it all up. It goes and sits down, has a drink, stops, goes back, opens it back up, pulls it back out. <laughs> it takes five minutes to do all this, you know, could have been a two second scene. So it takes five minutes to let you really marinate in that. And him thinking about calling Nacho's dad, and then him finally actually doing it and uh, and going to meet up with them. But like, I mean, it, I think a couple episodes ago, it was showing something getting made at that German comp- German person's house. Yeah. And uh, you know, so every episode, it's something that's a very mundane thing, and they take seven minutes to slowly show it all happen. But it's enjoy. It's better for it. It like it pulls you into the world of doing everything slow, steady, and correct. Well, like the one episode where you see the shoes just weaving yeah. in and out, and then you see the, uh, Hamlin's car, and then it goes on to lead on to that. But I will say, some of the pacing is now it's, it's purposeful. Like with Breaking Bad and yes. Saul, they both yeah. did this at the big, where the first couple seasons are very, very slow. And honestly, I think that could be more of a distraction. I'd say all of them. I, I don't know which show that's not. Well, but no, that's not but slow. this, but this is different. Like the beginning of both, I think, are great again, purposeful because. At the beginning, Saul is just some hustler trying to be a lawyer, 
and Walter is just uh, some chemistry teacher, and by the end, things have escalated, con- you know, continuously, exponentially, and so a lot of people quit after, like, seasons one and two of both shows, They're like, it's just so slow, it's just not as good as the other ones, and then it starts catching up, and the last two to three seasons are always the best, so... I, I, I guess, maybe, but I... Look, I'll, I'll give you another example. Just this last episode, an, another thing, where they where they show the cleanup of Harry Hamlin's body mm-hmm. from their apartment. I mean, it goes to the point where he's got no cards of every little thing that needs to be done, vacuuming out the little deal, showing where the bullet hole was, fixing that uh, that material, then going into the you know what I mean. It's just it's just like really slow, methodical. Every single detail is covered, and that's what I think the whole purpose of Mike is. Mike does. Mike is as successful as he does because he's not sloppy. Mm-hmm. And and whenever they show, and that's why when they show Jimmy or now Saul, when they show his side of things, he tends to be sloppier. Mm-hmm. And that's why things go poorly, is he's not Mike. Mike is slow, methodical, do things right. It will always work out. Z- Jimmy is, let's, let's cut some corners, let's do this thing, and uh, it's not going to work out. Something's always going to backfire in their face. Yeah. And so that that's what I notice about the storytelling of it all. And I on just a, uh, I think on a yeah, per right. episode basis I agree with you. I'm just saying yeah. on the shows both shows as a whole yeah, boy yeah, it's yeah. better if you can just binge the first two seasons because sure. week to week it's it's tough. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's very true. That is everything we have for this week. We will try and come back later with the uh, coming attractions. We've got quite a few things and uh, then news and trailers. Until that time, catchphrase. Witty retorts. Oh.